Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm talking today with Bobby Bassett, the former National Training Manager for North America for Gates. And Bobby, an old friend, and you're probably going to recognize the name. He's one of the more more well-known trainers in the industry. And Bobby was just recently honored with the AWDA Training Award. So I thought it was a good time to give him a call and kind of see what he's up to these days. Hi, Bobby. Hey, Tony, how are you today? Thanks for uh, reaching out to me. Yeah, it's been a while since we talked, I know, and I want to be the, one of the first to congratulate you on being honored with the AWDA Training Award. You've actually gotten a few of these in your career, I believe, haven't you? I have. And uh, over the years, and, and just, you know, humbly, sometimes it's even embarrassing to talk about it, but I received the uh, Mort Schwartz Award in 2014, I think it was the Northwood Educational Award in 2013, which is just a couple others. But, you know, though they're very prestigious, and I certainly appreciate all that, it's really all about, you know, the concept of, of what we do in giving back to the industry. And that's really the big part of what I've done over many, many years. Well, and you've certainly been one of the more prolific trainers in the industry. And I know you've done quite a bit for the ASA membership through the uh, webinars that you've done for us. So we're very grateful for that. And I'll get to more detail on this in a minute, but another one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is you've recently retired from Gates, right? I did. To be honest with you, next year was the end game for me anyway. This year, I'm chair of the AFC board. And my whole intent was to complete that this year and then finish up in 2021 my career. But of course, COVID has changed a lot of things and uh, Gates offered the opportunity to retire early. And I said, absolutely, I think I'll take that. So anyway, it was kind of fast and furious, but to be honest with you, I absolutely love it. It's great. I haven't had time to wind down yet. (laughs) Yeah, you have achieved what most of us are aspiring to. So I congratulate you for that as well. Come be part of the team. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you know, you raise an important point. You are the chairman of ASE. When does your term expire? The last day of December. And so this is, we just finalized our, our November board meetings. Like everyone else, typically this was the fall award board meeting, the big meeting where we recognize a lot of the technicians and uh, educators across the industry and uh, through our sponsors. Just like everyone else, we've had to rethink what's going on and, and make sure everyone's safe and uh, just continue on as we normally do, but plan for the future as well. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I will be here one more year's past chair. Well, one of the other things you're very well known for is your efforts to uh, provide education for the instructors out there. I know you've done several of your webinars for them. But beyond that, you also uh, were responsible for the uh, Tools for Schools program at Gates, right? Absolutely, Tony. You know, I started with, uh, with Gates around 1998. I came from the sales side. So I actually began my career in 1978. And one thing that I found is I began to kind of work within the market and try to see where we really needed to go because Gates at that time did not have a training program. And we knew that we needed to train not only our customers, Gates is a global company and we were getting requests from all over the globe for training. So we thought, well, let's pull together a training department. So through push or pull, I ended up as the pinnacle of it or top of that. 
And the interesting thing is we found out a lot of things. We had a lot of information sales related when it came to training, but not technical information. The second part of that was uh, that early on is that we began the program, whereas I began the program, I began to work with an organization called NACED, North America Council of Automotive Teachers. And in almost the same time, Gates rolled out their beltware tool. The interesting thing was, as I began to present it and the technical information of why it was here and how belts had changed through the NACAT conferences and the instructors, the interesting thing was I found at that point, it was going to take anywhere from six to eight years for this information to be embedded in the instructor's information so they could teach it. So I had to find a way to get around that. And so I began the Tools for Schools program, which was a direct communication process right to the instructors. And I'll say that today uh, there's about 2,400 members for all across the country. And we also have some global participation as well. So it's been a very rewarding thing. I assume the Tools for Schools program will continue after your retirement, right? Oh, absolutely. It's firmly entrenched in the industry. There's two components to it. And the first is the, the Tools for Schools website for the instructor is only for the, the instructor. And it's simply a resource site. There's videos that I've got a lesson plan on the accessory belt drive system. They receive a welcome kit and, and some other things. They also, the big benefit of joining up there is that years ago, I was as I began to program, I began to be able to find a way to capture some of the idle inventory of tools that were laying on the shelves and convert those into giveaway opportunities to the instructors. And and I'm proud to say over the years, we've donated or Gates have donated over uh, well over half a million dollars to the schools and or instructors so they could use these in the class. The fun part of my job in this capacity was I used to tell people, you know, I have I don't have a thing to sell you, but I have a lot of information that I can provide to you. And if you'd like to be able to capture that information, you know, join Tools for Schools so we can uh, reach out to you. So it really became an outreach program. And I'm very grateful to the instructors who now utilize a lot of the Gates information uh, in their classroom. And the key here for this, Tony, and why it became so important is the warranties and labor claims in the industry today is horrible. And, and it's not because the parts aren't good. What's happened is repair processes have changed. We're not following up on that or doing the full job. And a lot of this is being forced into place by the customer doesn't want to pay for it. And this can become a whole different conversation, but there's a lot more to that. And I'm grateful over the years, uh, throughout each year, I would probably teach or be in front of around 12 to 1,500 instructors. So very powerful programs through a lot of the other entities such as NACAD. A lot of states have their own training program. We have the ASE Foundation that has a very large training opportunity for instructors throughout the years. So, you know, pulling all this together, linking all this together is really important. And we can't do it by ourselves. We have to work together to make sure that we can and support each other because the information is changing so fast today. The work you've done with the instructors, we can't thank you enough for that. I mean, that segment of our industry is so important to our future. That's where tomorrow's technicians are being prepared. And individuals like yourself in the industry who have stepped up to work with the schools, I think, has really made quite a difference. And, and that's, that's kind of what it's all about. I appreciate that, Tony. And here's the value of this when you think about this. One thing that I've seen over the years, the industry per se is really disjointed. And, you know, we hear people are talking about, 
oh, we need technicians, there's no students. I, what we need more now than anything, probably, we need good quality people that are retiring or people who move into as an instructor. There's an instructor shortage as well. So it's just not a technician shortage. But if you think about it through, and I'll just use the AAC Educational Foundation. Under AAC, we've got three entities, I'll call them. You have AAC proper, which is, is for certification of the technician. You have the ASC Educational Foundation, and their job is to help accreditate schools. And through that accreditation, of course, uh, as they follow the guidelines and the training, then, they, then we have entry-level technicians. And the third part of that is ATMC, Automotive Training Managers Council. And this is where all the industry comes together to learn more about training. And it's all done in a non-competitive type situation. So if you, you'd like to join a really very strong organization to learn more about training, then ATMC would be a good place to go. But when you think about the one question, where are we going to find our technicians and how are we going to continue to accredit them or certify them? It's more important now than ever before because technology is changing. It just ensures that they understand the information. So working as industries, both OE and aftermarket, if you look at this, ASE is almost the, the balance point for both of these because there's over, and I'll just use a loose number here, a quarter of a million certified technicians in the industry at any one time. If you look at the educational side, which is the ASC Foundation, they have roughly 2,400 school programs that are accredited across the industry. In that, probably around 5,000 instructors. And that equals to anywhere 50 to 60,000 students, maybe. Wow. And if you tie in Skills USA with this, and Skills USA will have another 2,500, I think, instructors. And like I said, these are somewhat loose numbers, but another 30 to 40,000 students nationwide. There's 100,000 students that are in, in an automotive or heavy duty program somewhere that are. Uh, and this is why it's so important for us to link all this together and partner with each other so we can have a good handle on good quality technicians and also the entry level so we can help mentor them and partner with them when they come into the industry. They're here, but when I say the industry's disjointed, a lot of people, Tony, don't understand or, un or even know how to reach out to find these students. Mm. So working with some of these organizations, it's a great way, a great first way to start. Yeah, we've done quite a bit on the ASA side for just what you said. A lot of our members are part of advisory councils for the accredited programs across the country. Right. And I, what you say about instructors is well taken. I know the average age of the technicians when I was with ASE, which was about five years ago, was north of 42 years old. It's probably much older now. But the average age of the instructors was almost 62. So a lot of them are, you know, right on the cusp of retirement. And your point is well taken. Those individuals in the industry who are thinking about retiring, you know, a great way to, to give back would be if you have the time and the inclination to check into becoming an instructor, automotive instructor. We need those as much as we need the talent that we need in the, uh, in the shops. So glad you raised that point. That was really important. You had touched on something, and I want to check it out. You had mentioned there's an international component to it now, right? Gates is a global company, and so there's a lot of training all across the world. And the interesting thing is, as we develop the webinars, I, we, I had to laugh. When you think about all these webinars, I've been doing these for years, and probably if I had to put a number on it, I probably have 
over 500 in under my belt on this thing. So it was interesting as, as all the webinars really began to cycle in. But we were able to offer through this platform, these platforms, a lot of training globally. And we've, we've done these for Asia, China. Actually, I went to China and taught. Uh, I went to Asia and taught, you know, information, technical information around. But it's all about system failure mode. This, you know, when someone says that belt squealing, it's not a belt problem. In fact, the hard number is 98.2% of all belts that get returned back to Yates, they're forced to fail by something else in the system. Hmm. So as we begin to look at this, and so everybody, you know, it's us what else is going on. So we really begin to teach around the system what could cause failure and how to impact that system in general. The interesting thing is when we talk about either system failures around the accessory belt drop system or coolant-related failures, Globally, we all have the same problem. And when we begin to introduce the condition of coolant message into Europe, it was amazing the reaction we got from them. They were they needed more information. They wanted to be the, the webinars they could share. And so if you think about Europe, you know, the world's big, uh, within three hours, you may have or two hours, you may have another country. So, you know, everybody handles things differently. So today, training is absolutely paramount to the industry and we have to work together to make sure it's out there and it's changing so fast. And what the only way that we know to really check, kind of check and balance that a, a quality or professional technician understands that is through the ASC certification test. Yeah. In fact, I'm actually going to be interviewing John Saya next month, talking about the new entry-level certification that has been developed to make the industry more aware of that. Well, the one thing I could offer to your listeners is take the time, uh, Go visit your local school. See what you can do to help them because there are advisory councils. They may need tools. There's a lot of things you can offer to them. So take you know take a few minutes to learn about who's teaching the students because especially for a shop, you need a student uh, help in teaching them something that you need in the shop. Working through that instructor, they can help position that student when they come out. They're ready for the job that you intend for them. Mm, that again, that is so important, mm-hmm. especially with the level of technology we're dealing with today. Absolutely. Well, Bobby, you have certainly been a force within the uh, training industry. I don't know how we're going to do without you. What are your plans for retirement? Uh, I hadn't retired yet, though it says I had the shingle on the wall that says I'm retired. We've been so busy around here. As you know, I've been traveling since 78. Though we live in a fairly new house, there's always a lot of work to do around that. My wife loves gardening and planting, so we've been doing a lot of that and getting ready for the, the fall. We just had a new grandbaby. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, well, we this is our first, and we've enjoyed that. So it's, it's just really now it's time to really focus on my home life, my family life, and my, and my wife, because it's, it's the importance really needs to go to her now. You know, I have to tell you, I don't know how we would do it without them, but behind every successful man, they say stands a woman, and that's certainly true for me. I agree with that as well. It, we, let's face it. She's, you know, our wives support us and let us go do what our passion is. And then we come back and they're still here for us. So we certainly appreciate that. Bobby, again, I want to congratulate you on the well-deserved award. You have done much for the industry. I know you've done much for the ASA and its membership. And I just want to be among those who thank you for all of your service over the years. And we will definitely miss you. You have to promise to keep in touch. Tony, I'm here for you. Anytime you need something, feel free to give me a call. You'll be hearing from me, that's for sure. (laughs) We've been talking with Bobby Bassett, the uh, former National Training Manager of North America, retired from Gates. Bobby, again, we wish you all the best and stay healthy out there. 
I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and everybody be safe. Have a great day. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.